Hey folks, welcome back to the DC3 cast. My name is Brian. With me, as always, is Zach and Vince. And there was a big news dump that happened recently, and so we're going to talk about it uh, for this week's show. So, uh, in June, we get numbers uh, issues number 800 from both The Flash and Wonder Woman, and both of those will see a relaunch in September. Let's talk about Wonder Woman first, boys. It is going to be relaunched by Tom King and Daniel Sampier. Now, before I talk about the plot, <laughs> what are your thoughts on just hearing that creative team for Wonder Woman? Gee, I wonder what I'll say. <laughs> I wonder what I'll say. <laughs> Zach's into it. I think it's I think it's nutty enough to to work. I I think putting like I think putting Daniel Sampier on there alone is like enough of a get, honestly. Um but I mean, at this point, I I don't know who you put on Wonder Woman to make it work. Um, I'm sure I could think of a dozen names that aren't Tom King. <laughs> uh, <laughs> let's be real. Let's start with some women, too. Yeah, sure, sure, absolutely. Um, but at the same time... I just like I no okay I can't even it's not going to be good it's not going to be interesting <laughs> it's not going to be good and it's not going to be interesting from like a oh this is a compelling plot but it I definitely think it's going to be interesting from a from just a it is going to be interesting to watch you know what I mean sure yeah Yeah. Um, interesting in the way that like you're reading Tom King's Batman run and you're never sure when you're going to get a shitty like Condiment King story or a shitty Kite Man story um, plopped I, in the middle of an arc or I think I would I would be coming at this like even more positively if we hadn't gotten the like description of what the book is going to be about and it's like the worst excesses of Tom King. It sounds like a parody. I, I thought somebody wrote that as a joke at first. Yeah. It sounds like a joke you'd write about the type of book that, that he was going to write for Wonder Woman. Yeah, absolutely. Let me read the official description of Wonder Woman that DCPR put out. Uh, After a mysterious Amazonian is accused of mass murder, the U.S. Congress passes the Amazon Safety Act, barring all Amazons from American soil. To carry out its new law, the government sets up the Amazon Extradition Entity, ACTS, task force to remove those who don't comply by any means necessary. In her search for the truth behind the killing, Wonder Woman now finds herself an outlaw in the world she once swore to protect. Awful. Steve Trevor is going to be running the axe, right? <laughs> like 100% has to be, right? <laughs> I don't even care to think about that. But you know that's what it's going to be. Like that's yeah. just that's that's the kind of lazy conflict we can we can expect from this book. Uh, it, it's just none of that sounds interesting to me because there are other stories. I mean, hell, uh, George Perez like uh, that's basically describing the second half of George Perez's Wonder Woman run, but sounding much, much worse. 
Yeah. Well, and this is clearly, you know, now Sam Peer is the good side of this, but Sam Peer is the seems to be the the uh inheritor of Perez lately, right? Like that was the that was the dark crisis thing. Yeah. He got yeah. to do all the Titans characters and buff them up a little bit and uh and now yeah this is giving this i don't is giving appreciate off. the implication that they needed to be buffed by the way they were great <laughs> as they were they're little buff boys <laughs> um <laughs> you'll get that one in the second season uh brian i, I i'm waiting <laughs> um what was i saying oh and the, the wonder woman number one so far is giving off heavy like this is clearly inspired by that run um, would be my first impression of it from the look to well uh this isn't a direct one-to-one but i believe the last wonder woman story of the clunan and conrad run is called like whatever happened to the uh the warrior of truth i think warrior that... of truth yeah i couldn't think of what the spin on her name is but um yeah but but quite famously that was the last uh pre-crisis superman story right so it you know obviously there's not a crisis happening here that's going to launch us into into diana's next adventure but it's giving off those vibes i feel like in a very intentional way that like this is very clearly going to be a new era and it's seems like it's more inspired by the the george perez stuff than kind of where wonder woman has been living lately you know and just just so that we're clear about this i think the current runs dog shit too i'm not i'm not pining for the end of the old wonder woman regime i'm sorry i'm not upset about the ending of that regime i just think that this is like i don't know why dc has such a hard time getting creators to stick on wonder woman because the character is so inherently interesting but people just can't seem to do interesting wonder woman stories Ugh. Yeah, it's weird. I don't know. Um, I don't e- The thing is, like, I don't even really know what I want from a Wonder Woman story anymore. I think I I think I want the era that they seem to be nodding towards by some other writer. <laughs> I think that's what I want. I think I want an extension that's, that's fair. Of, of the Perez stuff, but well, so here here's the rub, right? We all liked the idea of like, oh look, there's going to be a Nubia stuff and Wonder Girl and Cassie Sandsmark's back and Donna Troy. And look, finally we're getting some Wonder Woman like family stuff here. But then all of that was so underdeveloped that that wound up being a bummer too. So I, I kind of want that. I, I kind of want the Wonder Woman family to feel like something because I love those characters. And I think that we can all agree that there are really interesting stories to tell with some of those characters, but the stories that were being told weren't interesting. What bugs, what bugs me about this is this seems like it's going to go back to Wonder Woman being essentially a solo book. And my, I've been thinking a lot about this because of the way that Superman launched and because of the way that Nightwing has been operating lately. I kind of think that DC 
even though there will obviously be books that will have solo names in them, like, you know, the Superman book is Superman's title. But I sort of think DC shouldn't have uh, non-team books anymore. There are DC isn't publishing enough books to justify leaving all those great characters on the sidelines to me. Mm-hmm. Like every book should have many characters in it that are coming in and out of it. And this seems like it's not going to be doing that. And that sucks. Hello, denizens of Earth 1218. We're the hosts of Make Mine Multiversity, a twice-monthly podcast. I'm Jaina. And I'm Elias. Make Mine Multiversity is your handy guide to all things Marvel. Each month, we get into it with long looks at the careers of Marvel creators, characters, themes, whatever. Sometimes that means we dig into all things X-Men, sometimes we do a book club for Marvel series past and present, and sometimes that means figuring out which series is our heavyweight champion. Coming down by good old Skylaser to your podcatcher of choice every first and third Friday. Excelsior. Excelsior indeed. Well, let's go over to The Flash for a minute here. So The Flash, same thing, number 800 comes out in... uh, I, I, I also should just mention that in that Wonder Woman number 800... There is a uh, uh, Becky Clooner and Michael W. Conrad story. Uh, and there's a Tom King story in the arts by uh, Joelle Jones, Jen Bartel, and Daniel Sampier. Uh, in Flash number 800, there are stories by uh, Mark Wade, Jeff Johns, Joshua Williamson, and Jeremy Adams. Um, and... Uh, Art by Fernando Passarin, Todd Nuck, uh, Nock rather, uh, Carmine DG Domenico, Scott Collins, and Mike Diodato. And uh, the new creative team is Mike Diodato and Cy Spurrier. So Vince is so happy about that. <laughs> I just want to note that last week, like a day before this announcement was made, CBR wrote an article that was titled like Wally West is dead for real this time. Because apparently something that happened in one of the issues of The Flash that recently came out. And unless they are really te- f- like fucking with everybody, every article here has mentioned how this is still a Wally West book. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, I I think that the Wonder Woman thing is... Uh, I, I feel like we would have a harder time saying if it's like... I think it is arguably still a downgrade because even if we aren't liking the current book... It is moving away from the kind of the more like Wonder Woman universe centric thing. And, you know, no, no, we're, we're losing like the female creators who are on the book. As much as I like tend to enjoy Cy Spurrier comics, I think this is like a straight downgrade. Yeah, especially because especially Adams, I don't know if you either of you saw, he posted something on Instagram that basically said, I wanted to keep going and DC said they wanted to go in a different direction. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Which is such a bummer because like I've, I, I haven't kept up with his run like entirely, but I've enjoyed it greatly. Uh, you know, every, every bit that I've read and um, I, I would love to see it keep going. Uh yeah, I don't know. It's and and just like we've I mean, one of the biggest problems that I, I, I would say that we've had with his run so far is that he's been paired with artists who don't really work as flash artists, you know? Yep. 
and putting Deodato as a flash artist is just like just like come on you know come on man it's just like the most head scratchy choice because I I don't I don't like Deodato that much I, I his style is just like not for me but I can definitely he's very much of like I feel like the David Finch kind of thing you know for for Marvel where he was just this like very very good at like doing pinup style things you know yep uh and like that is exactly the opposite of what you want for a flash book i i just like i don't i don't get it i don't know vince yeah no i i mean put it put him on batman honestly you know just like because it's it's a big get for dc i think uh, pulling another like traditionally marvel artist away oh, i put him on the flash though sorry go ahead vince no I, I i completely agree and i mean subjectively i am not going to enjoy reading a size spurrier book um so this this whole thing is a whiff for me and yeah i don't there was a point in my life where i really liked diodato and then I, but now you know where I stand. Like now I'm like cartooning all the way and Diodato is like too close to the other end of that, that I can't, I just don't care for his art either. Now his nineties Let- stuff where he was doing like basically better Rob Liefeld. That stuff's good. Uh, let me read the solicit for this. Cause I read it for the other one too. Sure. Wally West has never been quicker, more fulfilled, more heroic. His loving family is around him, and yet something is off, very off. His his evolving understanding of his powers has opened Wally to new avenues of sci-fi adventure and attuned his senses to strange new ideas. Something whispers from the dark vibrations beyond the speed force as Wally experiments with creative new approaches to his powers. He encounters new realms, mysterious allies, and mind-shattering terrors. I mean that's not that's a good pitch. That's fine. It uh, is a it's a really good pitch. Yeah, it's not a bad pitch. I just feel like and at, at a certain point I'm going to agree with you guys about this, but I'm gonna say right now, we have had so little Wally West over the past fifteen years at DC that I feel like I, I'm I am not ready for there to be a book that like basically re recontextualizes Wally. I still want us to get straight up Wally stories for a while. That's that's my that's my nitpick with it. But I understand that other people might feel like, well, it's we've had, you know, two and a half years of that or however long it's been now. We should be ready for something else. And I can't really fault someone for thinking that. But like I said, I just feel like we haven't had like I, I'm just really enjoying this current Wally status quo. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Do you really think it's going to upend things that much? I mean, if it, they they use the phrase cosmic horror yeah. later on in this press release and like that's just that's really not I mean this the run word that's ending now had an issue where Wally had to bring his daughter to like a high to like a middle school dance or whatever. Mm-hmm. Like I just I just like that stuff for the character. I just think that yeah. Wally is one of the is one of the characters in comics that I I like his family stuff 
as much or more than I like his superhero stuff. Mm-hmm. There aren't many characters I feel that way about. And uh, yes, I'm just bummed about that. And again, it feels like uh, Adams was like saying with Wonder Woman was really doing a Flash family book. And you know, we don't know that's going away, but it kind of seems like that's maybe going away. <laughs> yeah. I mean, look, I think all of us are of the opinion that if Superman and Batman have two monthly books, then Wonder Woman probably should as well. And I'll extend that to the Flash and Green Lantern as well. I think there's enough supporting characters in those in those worlds to tell two monthly stories with without any trouble and not doing it the way that Batman often does it, which is just that Detective and Batman are not that different. I think you could do it where there is there are clear differences between those titles. And I think you do that for The Flash, for Wonder Woman, for all these characters. There's enough space for it. But that's likely not going to happen anytime soon. Hmm. So there are some more announcements that came out. Uh, we have the announcements of the uh, the Steelworks book. Yeah, it's going to be illustrated by another uh, DC3 guest favorite, Sammy Bossery, who I think we all enjoy, and written by Michael Dorn. Now, if you don't know who Michael Dorn is, he was the voice of Steel in the uh, various Justice League cartoons over the past few years, and he is a, an alumnus of Star Trek, The Next Generation. Um, Warf. What do you, yeah, Worf. What what do you guys think of this uh this creative team? Um well I I I love Sammy Basri's art. We've already covered that. You mentioned that. Um I am willing to see what Michael Dorn's got as far as writing skills. And what I'm gonna say right now is not applying specifically to Michael Dorn or meant to knock him in any way. But I don't know how I feel about we're we're getting like the TV actors who played their characters to be writing these comics. You know, it's been happening in anthology books that concern mm-hmm. some of the CW characters. And I just feel like. Again, not to like disrespect or minimize the work that they may put into these things, but that feels so much like you're just going to have them painting by the numbers of the CW or, you know, in this case, probably not. This will be more um, kind of set within the DCU. I feel like come spinning out of the Superman stuff. So they're, they're not going to, you know, stick to any animated series or whatever that Dorn may have done the voice for. Right. But I just, that it always comes off as like, a very editorial or, or like um, publisher driven. We got to get, we who could possibly write steel other, who do we know other than the guy who played him? Right. It, it just feels like going out and getting someone and having them write a comic for their name. Meanwhile, they're coloring inside the lines and like, 
didn't also an actual writer who has like honed their craft. And I, again, maybe Dorn is a heck of a writer. This is not about Dorn in particular, but like there's comics writers who have spent years honing their craft that aren't getting shots at stuff like this. Right. And we're giving them to actors and voice actors and, you know, yeah, I, I'll take it a step further than that too. You know, I don't, if the, <laughs> And again, no offense to Michael Dorn, he's probably a good dude. Is is that is that considered a get in twenty twenty three? For a very specific, it's it's for <laughs> the no banging your head on the display case, please. Yeah, it's for that guy. But like, Thank I mean, you. it it just seems like it's uh, like who's gonna be like? Well, I wasn't gonna buy the Steelworks book, but fucking Dorn is writing it. Yeah, <laughs> high fives, like. It's just it's not it's not a thing. I don't think I don't think you get the celebrity bump you get from this. And like Vince, I like what you said. This seems to me like if DC editorial doesn't know what to do with steel and is like, well, we need to do something safe. We can't can't rock the boat with steel. Uh then there's there's like there's no there's no writer I can think of that would be less inclined to rock the boat than a first time comic writer who's coming in and, you know, is going to be relying heavily on editorial just because any first time writer relies heavily on editorial and figuring out how to do these things, you know, now granted, maybe Dorn has written screenplays and all that. I I, I really, I know nothing about the guy and it's not about him. It's just about the idea of not letting someone do a really, out there take on steel. Well, when was the last steel ongoing? Mm. Was it in the nineties? Nah. Mm. I think like it can't be that long ago, but it's not it's it certainly has early two thousands. It certainly hasn't been since Flashpoint. No. I want to <laughs> say the early two thousands. I want to say like we we read some events that intersected with like a steel or a steelworks book. That was from the nineties, I believe. Was it nineties? Yeah. Okay. So there was there was a steel series that started in uh ninety four, ran from ninety four to ninety eight. Okay. Um okay. and then he was part of like the JLA for a while. He was part of fifty two. Mm-hmm. There was an Infinity Inc. series in 07. He was in the Superman book by James Robinson a lot. Um yeah. he hasn't had an ongoing since ninety eight. That's 25 years ago. Yeah. And it seems like to give this character who I think, you know, look, people have lots of different opinions about the death and return of Superman, but I think that steel is sort of the universally decided best part of that. Or, or, or along with Connor Kent, maybe depending who you're talking to, like those are the most universally approved parts of, of, of the series. And to have one of them flounder for, quarter century without an ongoing and then to give it to someone who i i just again i hope i'm wrong i can't imagine like you said vince anything other than a cookie cutter sort of version of a steel story here that's just it just seems like a big waste and, and a real a real bummer of a of an assignment i guess we should read the solicit for that too since i've been doing that for these different uh different series uh, the Metropolis of the Future is here today, but can, can it survive a terrorist 
who's out for revenge against his builder, John Henry Irons, a.k.a. Steel, and his company Steelworks. With John's personal life firing on all cylinders, his Sorry, while John's professional life is firing on all cylinders, his personal life is even better as his on again, off again relationship with Lana Lang might be back on permanently. I do like that. that I do nice. like yeah. them bringing that back from the the uh, Superwoman book. Mm-hmm. Now he must decide whether it's time to give up being steel once and for all. But does John even know who he would be without his superhero identity? How does the other steel, John's niece Natasha, feel about his momentous decision? Does any of this matter if Steelworks crumbles around him when he lacks the superpowers to fight back? That's not a bad pitch, I have to say. It really isn't. Um, but I wish I had more confidence in it. Yeah. I'm hopeful. I'm always I'm always hoping for a good book. I don't want any of them to fail. Agreed. Then we have a Hawk Girl series written by Jadzia Axelrod, who wrote that Galaxy the Prettiest Star OGN for DC. And illustrated by Amon K. Nahuel Pon, who we have liked. That, that's pretty good. Yeah, we, we, we've liked Amon K.'s work quite a bit. Uh, Kendra Saunders, the winged warrior, better known as Hawkgirl, has been one of DC's greatest heroes for a long time and serving as a member of both the JSA and JLA. But with the Justice League disbanded, Kendra decides she needs to, a fresh start and heads to Metropolis to begin a new life. Life is quickly interrupted by a mysterious villain with powerful connections to the nth metal that makes up Hawkgirl's wings and weapons. Hawkgirl will all blah, blah, blah. Yeah. Um, I I am all for a Hawk Girl series. I think that Hawk Girl makes for interesting comics more so than Hawkman does a lot of times. And uh, like Kendra, this creative team is interesting. I, is, I I can be down with this. Is there any way this lasts more than six issues? It's a, yeah, uh, it's a stealth miniseries. Yeah, we haven't gotten the full solicit yet, so we don't know if it's going to be exactly six issues or not. But yeah, you know what I mean, though. Yeah, like, no, I I say there's an outside chance of this being an eight or ten issue series, but probably six. Yeah, I'm, and I'm into this idea, and and here's a creative team that, you know, it I I think is somebody who's like a budding writer who may bring something interesting to the book that like an old head or somebody plucked from TV or whatever wouldn't necessarily, you know, like, I I don't know how many chances DC is, is allowing to be taken anyway across the board, no matter what kind of writer you are. But I feel, I feel more positive when it's this like cultivated writer that is getting a shot at the bigs, you know? Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. I don't know. It's different for me. Uh, we should also mention there's going to be a Dawn of DC primer book coming out by Joshua Williamson with art from Leandro Fernandez. That is a free issue on May 16th, which is not free comic book day. Um, just interesting that DC is doing a secondary free issue uh, this year. But why not? I guess. Um, and also it was announced today. Some stuff about the DC pride anthology which features a new Grant Morrison story. <laughs> They're back already. <laughs> yep. Grant Morrison and Hayden Sherman. And uh, yeah, that's exciting too. Our, our friend Walter Richardson said that the DC Pride Anthology is becoming like a can't miss thing for DC. And I think it's awesome that DC is putting the resources behind those 
those uh, anthology issues because, you know, I think we all agree representation is so important in comics, especially for young readers. And so, uh, you know, it's great to have this stuff there and to have it be better than what we've seen from some of their other anthologies. Mm-hmm. But yeah. Any other thoughts on this stuff? Mm-hmm. I don't think so. Mm-mm. All right. Well, thanks for listening, folks. Uh, Vince. What is coming out the uh the final Wednesday of uh of March <laughs> the 28th? Yeah, I, I, is... yeah. Yeah, 28th, okay. Yeah. Yes, I got it. Uh Batman Gotham Knights Gilded City number 6, Blue Beetle Graduation Day number 5, Dark Knights of Steel number 10, Gotham City Year 1 number 6, Harley Quinn 28, Stargirl the Lost Children number 5. Sandman Universe, Dead Boy Detectives, number four, Tim Drake Robin, number seven, and the Unstoppable Doom Patrol, number one. We'll be talking about Doom Patrol next week, folks. Uh, until then, if you have to get in touch with any of us, two thirds of us are on Twitter. I am at Brian Needs an App. And I am at Wilker Fox. No, if I'm he... not. I'm at the Wilk of Z. <laughs> I did it twice. <laughs> if you need to find Vince, he's in the market for a new t shirt. So find him shopping for some TC Tuggers in the mall near you. <laughs> Now you're playing with the big boys. All right, folks. Thanks for listening. Talk to you soon. Bye. I had forgotten what I think is my favorite line in the whole series thus far, which is from the um, the skeleton song sketch. Oh, yeah. Where at the end, the guy's like, I like Dave's part more. And Tim says, which one of us? He goes, your name's Dave? He goes, no, that's why I'm so fucking confused. Just the way he delivers that line is, like the, it's the best line on the whole show. It's, oh, man, I was, I just forgot it was there, and then I was cracking up at it. Oh, man. <laughs>